Hello, my fellow Extraordinary Americans. My name is Cosmos Dar, and this is Extraordinary America. What is Extraordinary America? Well, you see, America has always been about freedom, opportunity, and the pursuit of happiness. However, most Americans are not free when it comes to the financial front. Most Americans are suffering from financial slavery due to loss of jobs, stagnant wages, inflation, and debt. Wealth and income inequality is the norm now, and the middle class has all but disappeared. So Extraordinary America is about the abolition of financial slavery. It is about the financial freedom of the 99%. It is about the nation of immigrants and the descendant of immigrants restoring the extraordinary within themselves and setting themselves free. The path to financial freedom is through financialist education. It is through becoming entrepreneurs and investors on the light side. In this podcast, I interview fellow Americans who fought against the odds. Many of them came from humble beginnings to see how they did it. It is my hope through these interviews that the extraordinary within you shall awaken and that you will abolish financial slavery from your life and realize the American dream. Once again, welcome to Extraordinary America. Welcome back to the show, my fellow Extraordinary Americans. Today we have our guest, Jason Miller. Jason is a seasoned CEO with an overwhelming passion to help other business owners and CEOs succeed. He was nicknamed the Bull because he takes no BS and no excuses from the people he serves. He has mentored thousands of people over two plus decades, and he has built several companies of his own from the ground up since the late 90s. Jason has a specialty in helping businesses create a passive system of income and guiding other business owners through the rough waters of growing and scaling their company. He currently operates the Strategic Advisor Board and the Miller Company, as well as other companies with multiple brands. He's also a best-selling published author in the business world and includes three times international bestseller and his seven published books have been featured in Barnes & Noble stores worldwide and are also available on Amazon. He donates all his book sales to Home for Heroes of which donations have played a part in building multiple homes for wounded warriors. Jason has also been featured in Voyage Denver Magazine twice for being one of Colorado's most inspiring companies. He's also been featured on Forbes, Entrepreneur, ABC, Fox, NBC, CBS, and many more. Jason is also the creator of the famous strategic advisor board podcast called War Room Roundtable, uh, where he talks about business and how to leave a footprint. Well, Jason, it's Thank you so much for taking the time to do this show. I know that you are a serial entrepreneur, a best-selling publisher, and also a great podcaster. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and how you got started? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, I'll, I'll keep the thanks for having me here for, uh, uh, for starters. Appreciate uh, being on the show to be able to uh, hopefully, uh, you know, share some knowledge to the audience. But my, my background comes from one of a farm kid. Uh, I grew up a farm kid and worked uh, that hard farm kid life. My parents were both entrepreneurs, um, got a long line of history of military in my family. Um, so I didn't really want to stay on the family farm. So I decided to join the military. Well, I had that entrepreneurial bug no matter what. Because uh, I watched my parents both be successful with the entrepreneurial journey, and 
I had that bug. And while I was in the military, I, I couldn't help myself, but, you know, want to be in business alongside, whether it was a side hustle, whatever the case may be, because that's how usually a lot of startups start out. They're just a side hustle. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, I love doing both. So I served the mil- in the military. I retired um, and really focused on starting companies while I was in the military at the same time. And, you know, I loved that part of what I was doing and being able to serve in two different ways, serve in business and serve my country at the same time. So kind of fast forward through a lot of things. Um, Coming into retirement, I really wanted to figure out, you know, okay, I have these companies now. What do I want to do with it all? Right. Because now I'm stepping out of uniform and pretty much all the business things that I had going at the time, some of them still exist today, were all pretty much automated. They had people running them, so on and so forth. I didn't really have much to do with them. So it was like, I couldn't just retire and do nothing. Right? It's only so much traveling you can do. It's only so much fishing one can do. So I wanted to change the face of consulting and that's what I did. I created the, uh, well, at least to my knowledge, the only purely results-based strategic firm that comes into a company, helps them scale, and we only win if they win. Um, I won't go into the details about that, but but I started that model and then scaled that to what now is the strategic advisor board where we do the same thing. Now it's just time to, times 10 because we call it the power of 10. There's 10 of us that are CEOs in, in the strategic advisor board. And we just go into companies and we really help them get through all the waters and the garbage and, uh, you know, past all those arrows in the back that they don't need to take because, well, we've already taken most of them. So, so that kind of brings the whole timeline up to today. The podcast was designed to uh, really be a tool to help business owners because we're basically making a record of, of uh, business struggles that other CEOs have had, so on and so forth, and just great stories. And those are the things people want to resonate with today. And hopefully that, that one simple thing that we do, that podcast will uh, change a lot of people's lives. So, totally. and I could go on and on and on, but I won't. <laughs> no, uh, totally, totally. There's like so much to like learn over here. Um, how long have you been in the entrepreneurial field for? Like how long have you been doing entrepreneurship for? 1999. That's when I first started. Yep. So, so, so about, been a, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> wow. So what, what is like your overall arching vision and goal when it comes to entrepreneurship? And, and how did you, how did you view everything? Like, what is like your strategy overall? Like, what did you want, want out? Of? Um, the biggest thing is a footprint, right? I mean, I really consider myself a very humble servant, right? And we have the opportunity today to change a lot of things tomorrow, right? And 
It's up to us to do that. And the, the fact is, is this probably isn't the exact number, but it's probably pretty close. There's 17 million-ish uh, small businesses in the United States, which makes up over half of the revenue generated in the United States. Hmm. Small business is the backbone of, of, of this country. It's the backbone of almost every country, I would argue. And it is up to us to make sure that we forward that vision on and help other people. It's all about the footprint, man. We got to leave a footprint, not a legacy, a footprint. I love it. Um, how would you differentiate between a legacy and a footprint over here, if you don't mind me asking? A legacy is local, right? That's, uh, you know, I leave my legacy to my kids, my spouse, my family. A footprint is across the whole world. Love it. So, J Jason, what was the, the driving factor? What motivated you to, uh, to succeed in your field? And like just pushed you, uh, pushed you, and like kept you, like uh, pushed you to do things even when things would get hard. Yeah. Well, it's always about people, right? And I get up every morning jazzed about people. Everything is about people. Everything is about service. The more you serve, the the more you win. And that it's just maybe that sounds a little woo woo, but but it's just the truth. And I, that's what gets me out of bed every day. That's what excites me. It's like, who, who can I help change their path to a more successful path today? Right. And, and help them shape their life and leave their footprint. It's that simple. There's no more to it. <laughs> nice. So what was the biggest lesson you learned uh, during all the years of doing uh, these multiple businesses never give up ever always always keep putting one foot in front of the other no matter what the circumstances are no matter how hard it is no matter how much uh financial burden it is if you believe in it keep going just keep going okay so what were, uh, what are, uh, so what was like the biggest challenge you had to face during all these years that you did uh, all of these businesses and how how did you overcome it? Oh, challenges. Gosh, I don't even know which one to reach into that truckload and talk about. Um, Whichever was like the toughest challenge. Yeah, well, well, I think scaling is always the toughest challenge for every single business, right? It's not mindset. It's none of that stuff. It's always being able to scale the business to the next level. Because at some point in every business, you hit a cap and you either, and you need capital, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that is a big part of what stops most entrepreneurs or business owners is they hit a cap. And in order to actually scale to the next level, you have to go get funding, right? And people are just terrified. People are just terrified of taking on debt, right? It's like, that's a pre-programmed thing in people's head that, oh my God, I don't want any debt. Everything needs to be paid for. You can leverage debt 
if you do it correctly and leverage debt correctly, it's an asset. It's not a debt, right? Um, you've probably heard the term OPM, right? You use OPM, other people's money, <laughs> right? But if you leverage it correctly, that's what pushes you to the next scale, right? And it's more, go ahead. I was interviewing another person and he called the same thing that you're saying strategic debt. So yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, you know, if you, you have to get past that fear the very first time you do it and just embrace it and just go, right? And how do you overcome it? Well, that's the easy part. <laughs> you know, you go seek funding. You go, go to people and, and hopefully they'll bet on you as a horse, right? In the race. And then that takes you to the next level. But then guess what? Now you, you hit the next ceiling. Guess what you're doing now? Now you're not going for that million in funding. Now it's 20, 30 million, 50 million, right? So you can actually scale and grow the company. So, well, well since we're talking about debt over here, right? Um, uh, there's like a misconception amongst like most, uh, most Americans, like whenever they hear the word debt, they get really scared uh, and everything like that. But I think that they're, they're, they're thinking about consumer debt. But like what you're talking about is like a leverage-based debt or strategic debt. Could you, could you t uh, tell the audience a little bit more about how you see debt and how it can be used to help them start a business if they want to start a business? Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference between like personal debt and, uh, you know, like business debt. But a lot of times when you're starting new, they're one and the same, right? because you're bootstrapping, you're putting funding in, you're doing all these things, right? And you have to be able to see the longer term vision, right? Of, of where you're going. There's a reason why everybody doesn't own a business. And that's because everybody doesn't have, they don't have the guts for it, right? Um, it's just the truth, like it or not. Um, not everybody was built to take that kind of risk. So when we're talking about debt, I know the very first, very first uh, small little company I started, I drained all of our accounts. It was a hundred and some thousand dollars to kick that, that little, little business off. And it turned out to be a really great business, but it was, it was a huge, huge risk. Um, and then we did some debt things along the way with borrowing money to be able to scale it. But you have to have the vision and know where you're going to do that. It's not just about saying, well, I'm just going to take on debt and throw it in the, in the pot and see what happens. You have to have a strategy behind what you're going to do and how you're going to leverage that cash flow to scale it. And if it's a debt solution, you could have interest free for six months, right? So you want to be smart and strategically plan that money to pay it back and it's free, right? So there's a lot of solutions to do those kind of things, but consumer debt's different, right? That's a different mindset because, you know, and I think actually that mindset's changed a lot, right? Because you look at my parents and they, they grew up, if we don't have the money, we don't buy it, right? 
well now you can go buy whatever you want and just slide your card and maybe you'll get to it later right <laughs> it seems to kind of be our economy right now <laughs> so but no leveraging debt no you, you you shouldn't be scared to leverage debt it's just you have to use it correctly in the process of know where you're going to put it before you put it somewhere and know what it's going to create i see so so basically you know like a lot you're talking about risk right like uh about a lot of a lot of people they want to start businesses but they're really afraid uh that if they fail they like they're financially ruined or like they're doing like a job or something and that they're trying to take a risk but they have like let's say like uh these they have family commitments or they have a lot of mental barriers of like what if i fail what advice would you give these people of people who want to start a business but they have all these fears and, and fears of financial failure and all that. If you're not willing to fail, don't get into business because you're going to fail constantly. I still fail all the time, all the time. Cause I live, I, I always tell people I live on the bleeding edge of business, right? Cause that's where innovation is. Right. And in order to grow, not just as a business, but as a human, we have to live on the bleeding edge, right? We have to push ourselves. And that's why not everybody's cut out to be a business owner. If everybody was, everybody'd be doing it, right? So at the end of the day, if you can't get past that fear, you've already failed, stay as an employee. Keep <laughs> doing that because that's probably what you're good at. I see. So Jason, what is the one thing you wish you had known before you started, like you started your entrepreneurial path and what would you advise somebody that wants to start on this journey and this path and is just starting off? I wish I would have had the formula, <laughs> the formula to success, right? Which I don't know if that's a common thing, really. Um, I think most businesses are different. But if I were to tell a young up and coming uh, want to be business owner, or gosh, even somebody that's older that want, would want to be in business, you know, give them a piece of advice. It would just be, you know, know what you want to do, follow your gut, right? And in business, you got to leap off the edge. You have to leap, leap off the edge and start building wings on the way down. It's the only way, right? Or, or you bring somebody in that knows exactly what they're doing and you have them help you through that. But all those things cost money. That being the problem for most people is I'm a startup. I got this great idea, but I don't have any money. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a failed business model already. It takes capital to start a business, right? I and mean, you have to have that. I see it all the time. I work with, uh, I have a startup group here in Boulder that I work with and they, a lot of them don't ever get anywhere in years. I've been working with some of them for two, three years. Right. And they're in no different place now than they were two or three years ago because they won't fund it. So if you're going to do it, 
you either dive into it and jump off the cliff and get it done or go back and be an employee. There's your options right there. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the blood trip. Like, yeah, I think, I think a lot of people, they want to do it, but they're just, uh, they're just afraid. But like, yeah. yeah. And if you're afraid going into it, it's probably not for you. It probably just isn't the right choice if you're afraid. Because I wasn't afraid going into business at all. Fear was not part of it for me. If you don't mind me asking, what made you fearless where others, so many others would be afraid? I just knew in my gut it was the right thing to do. So what was there to be afraid of, right? I had confidence in myself. I had confidence in, you know, taking advisement from my family that were business owners and just took the leap, right? And had I never done that, I wouldn't be here today. So <laughs> my life would look far different today, for sure. I see. So, so Jason, uh, they say that America is the land of the free and the place where dreams are made. Do you agree or disagree with that? 100% agree. I defended this great nation for a great chunk of my life. And it is absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, the best place in the world to live. No doubt about it. You can, uh, you can do what you want to do here legally, of course, right? But um, somebody can walk up to a soldier and say, I hate soldiers, right? I hate the military, right? And they gave you the very right to be able to say that. And I've had that happen to me before. And I would always just say, thank you. Right. And move on. <laughs> right. So this is Bad. the greatest place to live in the world. No doubt about it. We have a free economy. We have the right to speak. We have the right to think. You know, we don't have all the, the shackles and, and things on us that a lot of other countries do, right? We can do endless possibilities. You just have to, you have to be the one to go get it. It's not going to come. You just got to go get it yourself. Opportunity is all. You just have to take the opportunity and run with it. Totally. So... According to you, what do you think is the biggest hurdle that Americans face when it comes to realizing the American dream and how they overcome it? Mm. There's a lot of dynamics to that question that you could, could run with for sure. You know, there, the American dream is there for anybody to achieve. We've all heard the stories about, you know, Carnegie and Ford. Ford came to this country broke with nothing in his pocket, right? And he realized he was coming to America. And it was endless possibilities. And what did he do? He found a place for himself um, and he carved his way to what is now gosh, look, it's one of the major car production companies in the world, right? And he let nothing get in his way. Was it easy? Absolutely not. All you got to do is listen to the story 
and you would go, wow, that's, that's a lot of failure, right? But if you truly want it, you'll get up, dust yourself off, and you'll keep putting one foot in front of the other, and you'll keep going. And, and just uh, as not even an American bi a business owner living in America, just a, a person living in America, you know, you have all the freedoms to do everything you want to get educated to uh, which you look at some other countries and you can't even do that. The most simplest thing is getting educated, right? So here you can get educated. You can do all these things. You can be whatever you want to be. All you have to do is work hard to get it. That's it. Uh, totally agree. Yeah, that's, that's true. So Jason, you know, in the last few years, there's been kind of like a deterioration in the economy and uh, not just in that field, also the family unit and government. Where do you think America is headed? And should we be optimistic about the future or not? We should always be optimistic about the future, right? Negativity solves nothing in the end, right? And as a community, right? It's up to us as a community to make it better. You know, sure, we've had economic troubles. We've had all these things, right? But let's look at this at, from really from the place of uh, this lens versus this big world lens, right? And let's start with a community, right? Let's start with a town. Let's start with that town and those businesses supporting local charity. Let's start with, you know, Bob's Tire. He supplies tires to the Chevy dealer in town. And Jill's Coffee Shop provides the coffee to Bob's Tire and everybody else in town. Building local community back, right? And we start there. Start one community at a time versus you can't solve all the world's problems in one day right? Mm -hmm. But what we can do is we can start right here. Right? <laughs> we can start right here by having the conversations and start supporting each other locally and bring back that, that passion and that love that we used to have. Now you can, you can have all the conversations about the crisis for over the last couple of years, it's all ir irrelevant now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what was said. This was real. That wasn't. You can argue all those points all day. They make no difference. It's about today, what we do today to affect tomorrow. And that's it. There's nothing else. And if we start doing more of that, You'll start to see the anger level of this world come down. You'll start community, see communities more work together. And you'll see families bond back together more. Um, and, and we'll get back to that, you know, that great American dream everybody used to look at as being as such. No, yeah, totally. I mean, no. Uh extraordinary America itself, like this podcast is the greater objective is to create a little bit more positivity, you know, because okay. a lot of people have a lot of negativity these days, but it's this mindset that you have, especially that is necessary 
to for uh, in a greater number of people. That's it. You got it. Yeah. So, Jason, uh, I know you're doing this podcast called the War Room Roundtable, right? So, mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about this? Our uh, uh, about this. What what prompted you to start it, and a little bit more about it in general? Yeah. Well, business is war, right? I mean, I, I there's just no bullets. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Our weapons are computers and all kinds of other things, right? Nowadays. Um, But business is war. So, you know, my mentality is, you know, I equate things in combat the same as I do in business, right? There's process, there's procedures. You don't, you don't do certain thing actions without, uh, you know, a process being in place. So the whole concept of the War Room Roundtable is to bring on business business owners, have them tell their story, their war, right? Their war in business, right? Mm-hmm. And then share those struggles and then those pieces of advice. So other business owners, maybe new business owners, upcoming business owners, uh, don't make a lot of those same mistakes. That's the whole point. And to basically create this repository of struggles that somebody can start on episode one and now go all the way to where we are now, episode 160 something at this point of, and be like, wow, those are all those arrows I don't have to take in the back, right? So that's the point of the show. And to really be able to feature that and just help entrepreneurs and business owners around the world, for sure. I would definitely recommend my audience to, to, uh, to watch your show because it's all about yeah. entrepreneurship and business and they could really do with that, uh, with that mindset and like what to do and how to do it. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else that you're working on right now that like the audience to get a glimpse into and also could you uh could you tell them about the books that you wrote as well yeah i'm always working on something because i get bored really fast (laughs) (laughs) and i have to keep my mind occupied so we just launched last month uh pivot magazine so that just launched last month uh we just kicked out the june edition and the July edition is just now coming out now. Uh, so that's been an initiative, a, a learning curve going through, uh, putting all that together. And we're featuring some really cool, neat people in those magazines. And they're definitely uh, worth taking a minute to grab a copy and, and check it out. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's it's for me, it's always about innovation, right? So I'm always just trying to innovate, come up with new processes that will serve uh, our clients the best. And that in in itself is always recreating all the time. And and that's the way my brain is wired and I love doing it. Um, as far as the books go, uh, yeah, there again, I just get bored and I dump my brain into a book every once in a while <laughs> to share what's in the 
what's in my brain. Um, and we've done several uh, books as a team in uh, the strategic advisor board. The first two want the first one's called the power of 10. Um, and we all have a chapter in that. And then the second one is the power of 10 reloaded. So that's all the recommendations we got to put into the second book. Um, and then the third book was be good, be brief, be gone. Um, and those all three went international bestseller. Awesome. And it was a really, really cool experience. And we love to give back. So we match all our book sales to uh, a charitable organization. Um, I love Homes for Heroes because they don't just support the military. They support all the different service-related industries, firefighters, police, nurses, you know, there's more to it. Those are all very important too. So I like to support those organizations too. So where can we go to connect with you and also see, uh, connect with you and also see more of like what you're doing and the work that you're doing? Yeah, so LinkedIn, um, I am really active on LinkedIn. Uh, you can look me up on LinkedIn uh, through the Strategic Advisor Board, know why Strategic Advisor Board, uh, or go to strategicadvisorboard.com. I'm very accessible. Jason at strategicadvisorboard.com. Very simple. It's all over everything. Um, I am not uh, one of those CEOs that you can't uh, ever get a hold of or approach or something like that. We're all very forward facing and, you know, we're here to help. That's the whole point. How can you help if people can't get a hold of you? <laughs> so that's the whole point. So those are probably some of the best ways to get a hold of me and all the information's on our website for, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, we're on all of them, all the different platforms, but the best way is go to the website. If you want to talk to any of us, our email addresses are right there and any of us will definitely answer you back. Well, Jason, I would like to thank you for taking the time to come to the show. You definitely embody the American spirit, the entrepreneurial and innovative spirit. That's, that's what made America so extraordinary in the first place. And I do hope that our audience takes inspiration from this and they start taking the steps to do so as well. Um, yeah, I would like to conclude by saying, uh, well, my fellow extraordinary Americans, uh, there's an extraordinary within each and every one of us, and it's up to us to basically unleash and empower that. Um, that's all I have to say for now. And uh, Jason, I hope that you come, uh, take the time to come to our show at, at, at some point in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you having me. Um, and, and thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Hey there, everyone. Thank you for watching Extraordinary America. If you like what you see, please do subscribe to our podcast and share it with others. Remember that the best investment that you can make in your lifetime is in your own financial education, for it is knowledge that truly sets you free. Also remember that uh, your purchasing power is being diluted through inflation, and then the practical thing to do is to protect the loss of your purchasing power by investing in precious metals or the right cryptocurrencies. Also, never forget that you are an extraordinary American. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.